0: Um, for the first time in let's see, it's been uh, eight years now, I cracked open my master's thesis and actually read significant portions of it. And it okay. was, I'll admit it wasn't as as horrible as I expected it to be, <laughs> which is which honestly like that's at this stage that's all I could ask for from a master's thesis. Yeah. It was a lot – it was so much of this person says and that person says and this person says and very, very little original argument, which is kind of not surprising for a master's thesis, right? Who, who was your uh, advisor? It was uh, Ron Williams. Oh, yeah. At, at Gardner-Webb. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so we're, we're talking about my master's thesis because uh, this week I'm giving a presentation – um, as you know, some events leading up to, uh, you know, Yom, Yom and Holocaust remembrance day, um, given a presentation kind of on the topic of my master's thesis on, which is, um, what does Paul mean when he says all Israel will be saved, right? What's Paul mean when he talks about Israel and, and, you know, how do we read Romans nine through 11, where he's really kind of freaking out about, um, you know, does this mean the word of God has failed because not all, of uh, you know, not all Jews, think that Jesus is the Messiah like I do. So I'm talking about that and so I had to actually revisit my master's thesis and see like okay, you know, what did I what did I say here? Here here's the best thing about it though. And and one of the things that I that I really appreciated that I did and I did this in my dissertation and you know, this will be helpful at least for me down the road if not for anybody else is I put a lot of primary source material in there. So I can go back, and I have all these occurrences of you know the use of the term Israel in the Hebrew Bible, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, and early Christian literature, and Philo in Paul's letters, so that I can actually you know go back and find all of this and not have to recreate the will, so to speak. So so it's really helpful, kind of as a resource for me for preparing for this. But yeah, that was it. Was a scary moment when I when I opened it and was like, okay, I'm actually going to read some of this.
1: Yeah, it's, it's always fun to get back and read old papers. I mean, I, I have a hard enough time reading old tweets, you know. <laughs>
0: right.
1: It's like, what was I thinking last night when I said that? But you yeah, <laughs> have to get back and reread something like a master's thesis is kind of crazy. And, and yeah. Ron White, because he, he was such a, a hard-nosed person to, to write for.
0: He was he was um, quite demanding. That that's very true. Yeah. There's this weird thing that happened. Cause I guess the master's program, I, I did a joint, like a kind of a simultaneous dual masters with a master of divinity and a master of arts and religion. And so I wrote my you know master's thesis for the MA and it was a fairly new program and they had a thesis track or a teaching track. And I chose the thesis track. And apparently I was the first one as I remember it to do the thesis track. And so they, you know, they were still trying to figure it out as they went along and I was trying to figure it out. And we had a J term at the time in January and I had planned, you know, I'd done a lot of research, uh, the fall semester and had planned to, you know, right throughout the spring semester and had a J term class planned. And then at the end of December or very beginning of January, they tell me, oh no, like there's this deadline, that you didn't know about where a full draft of your thesis is due by the end of January. And I was like, wait, seriously. So I dropped the J term class and went to the library every day for the month of January, eight hours a day and pumped out 130 pages for my first draft. Um, and that was not the way I would suggest that anybody write a master's thesis. I mean, i had done all the research, but still, um, and but I will tell you it it really helped me realize what I can do when you yeah, have to.
1: I, yeah, I mean I used to crank out twenty five page papers for Professor Cranford, you
0: know. Overnight. Right, overnight, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, we've all. Yeah, I've got stories about some yeah a couple papers I did in grad school like that. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, you know, I I, I think it, it it's not good in the moment, but when you look back on it, you kind of realize. Like, hey, actually, you know, that's not bad. Like, that's kind of impressive.
1: Yeah, (laughs) my my favorite was uh, when I was in college. I wrote a 20-page, 18 to 20-page paper on, um, what was it? It was Peter the Great's um, policy on immigration in a Russian history class. But we started writing, or I started writing it after... the the Seinfeld finale (laughs) because we all you know we it was like 15 people in a dorm room and we had beer and it was very exciting and then I went to the library and started researching (laughs) this paper I I just remember at like 1 or 2 a.m. thinking what am I doing (laughs) like what did I get myself into why didn't I I do this earlier because I love this professor and I love this this class but I thought oh I can I can write a a 20 page paper on peter the great's immigration policies at the end of his reign no problem
0: but i had a similar experience i won't um, give any details about the class or the professor um so as to not completely out myself but i had one of those classic wake up and as soon as you wake up you realize oh that's due today and i've done nothing on it oh yeah i had one of those you know Called in sick basically. Oh, I can't come to class. I'm sick today. <laughs> <laughs> Spent the whole day doing it. It's the same thing like a 20, 25 page paper, got it sent in that night or early the next morning or something. Nice. Um, and I'm sure the professor knew what was going on. But yeah, Danny, Danny you know, goodman, uh, goodman. they were they were gracious. Danny Goodman used so, to call me
1: out on this all the time because I would say,
0: Yeah, you know, I, I got a good
1: paper in my head and uh, just give me just give me like two more weeks and I'm gonna get this done for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he'd say, okay, Sam, but it better be really good. Cause I'm going to mark you up even worse. And I was like, all right, that's fine. That's fine. I, I know what you're going for. And and I, and I, and I got this, it's going to be great. Just trust me. Just trust me.
0: <laughs> just trust me. <sighs> a- hey, it, it starts with a quote from the shins, right? So it's gotta be good. <laughs> right. Jump from the hook. You're not a- obliged. Yeah. To swallow anything yeah. you despise. <sighs> good stuff. Good stuff. Good so stuff. you doing well. Yeah, so um so I have some news, right? It feels like old news now, but it's it's not, it's brand new news for the show, for our listeners that don't necessarily follow me on Twitter, which I mean, at this point do we really have listeners that don't follow us on Twitter? I think we do, mm-hmm. but it's kind of shocking, right? We do. We've we'll actually turned some people onto on to Twitter,
1: especially after the whole Facebook can address kind of, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah, so um y- you know, listeners of the show will know th- uh, that we've been talking about um my my job situation for a while sam you know has jokingly not joked like oh we got to get Thomas a job um or give your money uh, patreoncom religion. <laughs> um so yeah so i was i was looking for a little bit and i have left florida state so i'm no longer at florida state I'm working in the graduate school there and i am now the aide for um a county commissioner here in leon county and district 3 commissioner john daly um and just started just last week. So I'm into my second week now. And, um, you know, it's, it's everything you could imagine it would be right. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's pretty great. It was a, obviously been interested in politics for a while, local politics. Um, we talked about justice 850 on here and, you know, work that I've been doing kind of advocating uh, for justice issues locally. Um, and, um, John called John Daly, Commissioner Daly called, and um, you know I couldn't couldn't turn him down. Uh, as you know, the Godfather says he made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Um, so I'm super excited. It means I'm you know taking my talents to Leon County.
1: Yeah, and, and that's Tallahassee, right?
0: That's Tallahassee. Yeah, exactly. Tallahassee is the the capital city in Florida, and it's in Leon County. It's the um, the only city in in the county. We have unincorporated really as well, but
1: huh. yeah. So th- there's no other cities or, or towns in Leon County.
0: No, we have got little areas, but, I'm, um, but there are no other cities <laughs> as far as I know. Um, yeah. So, but we do, we do have, you know, unincorporated areas, um, you know, outside of the city limits, but yeah, that's exciting. So it's an interesting, I mean, it's really interesting, um, learning a lot. Obviously we got a lot of, um, yeah, I'm kind of jumping right in the uh, in the deep end with some, you know, some things that we've got going on right now. Just um, a lot of fun. Well, and, um, and, and Florida
1: is right in the middle of everything right now. I mean, whether it's 2016 freezing. or 2018 or, gosh, you know, 2000 <laughs> or 1992, <laughs> like yeah, we kind of stay in the middle. Yeah, I mean, you all have done well at uh, positioning yourself and and
0: <laughs> staying relevant. Yeah, you're,
1: you're just like the hanging chads of America.
0: That's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's nothing better you can aspire to yeah. than to be the hanging chair. Remember
1: that picture of that guy holding up the hanging chair? Oh, that was the, the
0: such, yeah, such a good picture, the iconic one with the uh, magnifying glass. Yeah, show art. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's um, that's my news, which is which is big. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. Um, so, you know, I'm excited. I got a lot to learn, a lot to learn, obviously, you know, I feel like I know a decent amount about, uh, local government, but there's nothing like, you know, um, kind of being in it day in and day out and, you know, um, getting to learn policy and do some analysis and, you know, talk to constituents about issues that they've got. So it's, um, you know, the first week has been slow getting settled in, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, this week is not going to be not been slow and not going to be slow at all with some issues coming up at our uh, meeting this at the you know the public meeting this week.
1: Have, have um, you got your computer so, yeah, set it's up? Fun.
0: Got the computer set up. Got the iPad set up. get so a you, new you, iPad. Yeah, you're getting a nice, an iPad, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. Old one. Yeah, um, the one that's there now is the one that was there when the previous aid yeah. started five years ago so five five um, years ago so yeah, it's definitely you know Ooh, five gosh. years ago yeah so it's um it's time uh but yeah so getting a new ipad pro um for that position that'll be nice do a lot of work um on the ipad i uh, got the computers set up they came and set me up with a new one today which was nice I mean, you know, windows right to me not brand new it's windows yeah. 10 yes i I'm like windows 10 Switch. i think
1: i mean it's, it's yeah. that's my operating system of choice besides linux but you should have gotten the twelve point nine iPad Pro instead of the ten five.
0: I know. I just. I know. It just seems. But I've got my fifteen inch MacBook Pro, so it seems like if I get the twelve point nine inch iPad, then I don't use my. Yeah, I
1: MacBook mean this Pro. thing's. It's got a bigger screen than my laptop. I, I, I for everyone yeah. listening. I, hi, I'm Sam. I, I bought a uh, <laughs> bought an iPad, and uh, I love it. And and it's. I've been using iPads since the. They, the first one came out because I thought, okay, this is the future of computing, and I was a teacher at the time, so you know it's kind of part of what I was doing. Um, but I, I passed on the first iteration of the twelve point nine, like the first uh, first one, a couple of years ago, because I it was kind of the same way. I'm like, why would okay, the nine point seven inch iPad is already too big as a big iPhone. Like, why would you <laughs> buy a twelve point nine? Yeah. Um, but with the stuff you can do now with the multitasking 11.3 update last week, uh, this thing is, is incredible. And I've been using it as my full-time computer pretty much this past week. And I, I'm, I'm actually coding on it. I, I built an app on it over the last week. I, yeah. I saw that. And so it's, it's, it's really changed my mind about, um, the big iPad. I've always thought the iPad is incredible and you can do so much with it. And, and Apple's new development language called Swift, which really isn't new, but for most people it is new. Um, It's great. And it's, it's kind of pushing, pushing some boundaries. I I didn't, I didn't anticipate encountering because I went into the store thinking I'm going to buy the 10.5 and I I need a new iPad. And my partner needs a, Uh, see what it did there uh needs needs my old (laughs) 9.7 pro uh because i bought the first edition of the ipad pro because i thought ah this is great and uh and and she you know was like yeah i don't need a new one but i'll I'll definitely take that one so i thought okay well i'll I'll go by the the new 10.5 and walked out with this 12.9 and it's it's been a game changer this week because basically you have two when you do the multitasking you have two screens beside each other and it's almost like uh, it's almost like you you have two iPads. Like yeah,
0: two iPads beside it, like two iPad. Mini yeah, self-paste. I mean it's it's yeah.
1: it's incredible, and you know, and of course, video and all that stuff looks great. Looks great on it, and games are fun. But yeah,
0: yeah, I just I you know you know for me the the point of having a work iPad is portability, and just seem like. You know, the the, one, the 12.9 is a kind of a a full-time machine Mm -hmm. and, you know, yes, it's maybe slightly more portable than my 15 inch MacBook pro, but not, you know, if I can get even more portable, that's probably preferred. Yeah. That's what I'm Um, too. So, you know, everything, so. Yeah. So, so we'll see. I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be great. The iPad pro is fantastic. So I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm considering, and I was going to ask you about this. I'm considering um, getting an Apple pencil mm-hmm. as well. And I was going to, you know, I know we've talked about it here on the show before, but you know, after you've, you know, you've used it for a while now, what's your kind of analysis on whether it's worth it or not? Cause it's what it's a hundred. Yeah, it's like, it's or 99 or you can, you can get one it's for 89 if you have an educational discount,
1: oh, yeah. which you do cause you have the, Great. We have a edu address, a <laughs> little, little secret out there for the people in the world. If, if and, you know, lots of our people listen, if, if you go to the Apple store or if you order from online and you use your university address, you get discounts. Um, yeah. So I, I, have a Google pixel book that I'm sitting here with as well. And they have a pencil. I think it's called a pen pixel book, pen something. And it's huge. And, um, it, it's got this little nib on the end that it's okay. And I use it in meetings sometimes, but the, the Apple pencil is the most, I guess like pen to paper experience that that, that you could have by far. Um, I've used Wacom tablets and I've used, I mean, it's, it's what, I, again, I do marketing and design and development stuff. So, I mean, all day long I'm surrounded by screens where I'm, touching stuff and, and working with stuff. But, um, you know, I've, I've worked with designers. I've worked with, with interfaces. The puppies are saying goodbye one last time. <laughs> pups. Oh, goodbye puppies. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, like the Apple Pencil really is the best experience uh, for, for a stylist. Now, the best experience you're going to have on an iPad, whether it's the big one or or the 10.5 is an Apple notes. Um, I tried it in Evernote and that kind of stuff and it's, it's okay. But uh, Apple notes does a really great job of, of kind of getting everything quickly. Do you need it? Yeah. I mean, I I might use it three, four times a week. If I'm like scrolling down something in, in a meeting, but again, I'm, I'm a big index card and and paper and pen person. So uh, yeah, yeah. You know, if, if you're trying
0: to, and that's kind of my that's my default. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I love cards. index cards. Uh,
1: if if you're if you're trying to go all digital, so that you can have a, a copy of stuff and back it up to Evernote or whatever, try it. But um, I, I I don't at, at this point I don't think that it's anywhere near, you know, as, as enjoyable of an experience as writing on an index card or, or in a notebook or something like that.
0: Right. Not to mention the fantastic, um, Keras custom machined aluminum pen that I use every day, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, which, is, I, which uh... is fantastic. I was going through, uh, coming back from lunch today, my new office is in the, uh, the county courthouse. And so, uh, coming back from lunch today, I was coming in the front doors and, you know, county courthouse, so got security and stuff. So I was, putting um uh you know I had my phone in my pocket, I had um keys, and I had my pin in my jacket pocket, my Keras custom pin, and you know, put it in the tray to go through the um the machine. And um, a couple of the uh, sheriff's officers were like standing there and they said um that's a serious pin you got there. <laughs> I was like, yeah it's pretty great. Let me show you. Like, you know, it comes apart. And you just put your, you know, your uh, refills in it that she likes so i can use the style of pin I like but i have a you know substantial pen that's gonna last <laughs> they were like okay but yeah. that, that's a nice pen. um but that's yeah. also so I, I i you don't carry that in your mod well i do so here's the here's the thing is it's been on my mod all the time but now um i've been carrying my jacket Something because i'm wearing a jacket most you know like a blazer suit jacket most days now and job, you're an adult because I'm an adult apparently and <laughs> um so it's like well i need a pin kind of accessible and so i'm actually probably gonna buy a second um Karis custom pin and my wife wants one too she's like every time i'm home she's like stealing mine to use so so we'll probably be getting a couple more of those so i can keep one in the mod keep one in my jacket that kind of thing
1: you know she, she texted me and, and was like where did you get that pen because thomas always talks about yep. the pen that you have and i was like oh and then that that was." one of the best techs i've ever gotten so I, I last year i also bought um the copper fountain pen
0: yeah you like what that
1: oh it, i mean it's heavy and it's insane and it costs a lot of money i think it's, it's like 110 20 something bucks um and it's got the regular nib i didn't get the gold whatever nib yeah. that costs another 50 bucks it's insane i mean it, it's it's like today it, it's Marianna's birthday. So, you know, last night I, I was writing this long letter to her about, you know, all the lovey dovey stuff. And and that's when I break out it was the letter. <laughs> it's a great letter. It was the best letter of the best words. And, and, uh, and, and that's when I break out that pen for, you know, when, when I write you letters right. or when I write my friends or, or, you know, these people who, who I live with. And, uh, and it, it's a f- such a fun writing experience because it's so heavy. Plus, it's copper, so it's, it's getting a patina on it already, yeah. even though it lives in my mod most of the time. But it's, it's already starting to kind of lighten up and turn to, not green yet, but it, it's definitely going to. And uh, I'm just like, you know, this is going to be cool. So I, I, I'm a nobody, but, you know, my grandkids could have this pen and be like, yeah, this is Grandpa Sam's, you know, fountain pen.
0: And I yeah. think that's neat. Just like my grandkids, one day could have my master's thesis.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was this? Uh, <laughs> it's no, like, I agree. don't. Don't don't dig through
1: my uh, Google Drive, but <laughs> you, you can <laughs> right. you can find my master's thesis. Here's here's all the other stuff in there. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. If it's a publication listed on my website, then feel free to read it. <laughs> um, no, I agree, and that, and that's you know that obviously we think about that a lot, right? We've talked about that over the years on the show about. um, you know, what, what happens, you know, this kind of a uh, digital dark age that we're living in and, and being yeah. very intentional about, um, you know, having things for posterity, right? Um, exactly. You know, obviously you do a fantastic job of keeping paper notebooks. I, I did a decent job for a while. I don't do a great job of that, but, um, you know, at some point I'll, you know, maybe print and bind my whatever 30,000 notes I have in Evernote, um, <laughs> i mean that's what you're supposed to do with it right um but no i, I feel the same way about the pins, right that you have something that is that's meaningful and that will last so for instance i have you know one of my grandfather's shaving dishes like it's you know if he and that's just, cool if he yeah. just used a you know can of barbersol on his you know when he probably did use a can of barbersol um but you know just use a can of barbersol on his hand and and never use the shaving dish or, you know, anything kind of serious, it'd be nothing to pass down. And maybe that doesn't matter. Right. But I, but it does matter. Right. That matters to me. It's kind of this, this connection that we, that we have to each other and, and, you know, a little bit of what we leave behind. And and we've talked a lot about kind of the limits of history and, and what stories get told and what, what stories don't get told. Um, And, you know, if we are kind of maybe unconsciously not leaving anything behind, we're kind of guaranteeing, that not only will our, will our story not be told, um, and, and, and not just from kind of a, a, like, um, a personal standpoint, we won't be able to know our story, but like that, you know, for, for our family members, right. They'll have less, they'll have less of us. Um, they'll have, um, you know, fewer stories that, that they can, that they can tell about us because they'll have fewer ways to kind of actively remember.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, that's what I think is, is so precious about this period of time that we're living in, where everything seems so transient, and you know wh- wh- whether it's your credit score or your information on Facebook or you know whatever—it's just everything's kind of throwaway and. To be able to to have something, whether it's a lightsaber or a fountain pen that, that you can say, you know, hey, this is this thing that I'm, I'm giving to the universe for posterity. I think that's a really kind of a neat thing because whatever your situation is, if you, if you have people who respect you and look up to you, whether it's, you know, offspring or, or friends or whatever... M- there's there's something to having a tangible piece you know and that it kind of goes back to like the medieval fascination with relics, right and yeah, and Constantine and, you know like we, we all want a piece of the cross. we all want a piece of the spear. I watched the whole documentary on Curiosity stream the other night about you know the, the 16 different spears that that pierced Jesus side. and uh, yeah. yeah I wrote a paper once when I was living in Vienna about the one in Vienna. Um, you know, and and we all want that kind of tangible hold on to something, you know, that that connects us with this other person or this other event. Um, so yeah, we should find those things. And and for me, like this podcast has been kind of that in some ways. Like over the over the last what ten years?
0: Yeah, nine or ten years that we've been doing it.
1: Yeah, like I mean, whatever happens, like we're going to be able to. uh, I'm gonna we're gonna have this audio between the two of us that, that we've recorded and it's going to be fun to go back and listen and, uh, you know, and then kind of reminisce about these last 10 years cause they, they were a big 10 years for both of us and lots has changed and, and, you know, of course more will continue to change, but, um, I'm definitely not in the same position or the same person that I was 10 years ago and neither are you. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to, to think, hey i'm i'm not just writing this down for me now or i'm not just documenting this stuff for me now but also for future versions of myself cuz you know future future sam's a complete jerk um you know he never listens to me <laughs> i try to tell him everything um you know present sam is, is is kind of kind of there and uh he it's he, okay you know he's he's a nice guy but he, he's thinking too far ahead and, and past Sam is uh, just the worst person in the world because he didn't tell present Sam about the stuff that's going on. So, so you get these, you know, bifurcations of the mind kind of an idea when when you do something like podcasting or notebooking or documenting or writing gospels. So I don't know. I think it's a interesting endeavor. And that's,
0: yeah, I think that, yeah. And that
1: what? That's why we podcast. All right.
0: Yeah. I mean I I I think that's it. I mean in and, and not so many words, right? And, you know, we we tell people and we and we have for a long time, you know, we're just hitting record on the conversations we're already having. Um and yeah, so it's been it's been a you know, a journey for us over the past decade on this show. Um Yeah. And yeah, we're definitely we're both really different people. Um really, <laughs> really different life are. circumstances. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Than we were right. But, but the beauty is, right, and is um, that, I mean, it's the same way, like, you know, I think, you know, my wife and I've been married for um, almost 11 years now that we're both really different people than we were when we got married. And, but the beauty of it is we've kind of grown together. Right. And I think, I think the same things happened with us, you know, doing this show yeah. on such a regular basis over, you know, a decade, basically, um, is that we've changed, but we've we've kind of changed together, and, and in, a, in a lot of ways, I think. Um, and it's one of those things that you know, if you are not intentional about it, you can look and say, "Oh, this has been this fun thing that we did," and um, you know. But then when you really start to think about it and start to reflect, you realize, like, no, a lot's changed, and we've changed, and you know, the the person I am now, um, you know, Sam probably wouldn't wanted to hang out with him in uh, Savannah. <laughs> That's not true. And then where
1: would we be? So. <laughs> the love you take is equal to the love you
0: make, right? Yeah. So, um, so anyway, if you if you haven't figured it out by now,
1: we, we don't have to do that. Right? We, we can just say we can just say uh, if you know, have some great podcast go go listen to stuff, yeah. and we'll see what happens, right? Or I mean, do you do you want to? it's up for you it's your show
0: <laughs> that's what you've said for the past 10 years like, what's well, your show you do whatever you want
1: yeah <sighs> yeah go ahead go ahead you started it I was just I was just gonna go up like like the artistic way and say you know that you know like like the Beatles at the end of Abbey Road
0: yeah we can do that let's do that you can cut this out <laughs>
1: We don't cut anything yeah, out of the show, the
0: whole point. <laughs> I know, that's, that is the problem. Right? It's been a fun 10 years. It has been. It has it been. been. Um, best 10 years of our lives, probably.
1: Turn, take, take back the photographs and still frames in your mind. <laughs> it's not a, a... God, I can't even remember the words now. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, thank you for listening, right?
0: Yeah. As always, you can find us at Sam Harrelson and at Thomas Whitley.